This is the Michael Aided Show. Tonight it is Monday. We have a very special guest in the house tonight. It's Amanda Bay. And we're live. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> what a funky intro. I like that. Oh, thanks. I, I made this. <laughs> <laughs> Produced it yourself. <laughs> Good stuff. Just on the iPad. It's so easy nowadays to make things. Oh, you can do everything on your computer. Yeah. Don't you like that? Yeah, of course. Makes things easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you have a good day? It was, a, you know, Mondays are kind of hard, especially in the fall. Oh. The fall is coming. It's dark in the morning. But to add to today, today I actually went and worked out for the first time mm. since March. Wow. I mean, I spent the summer hiking and adventuring and exploring and yes. walking and swimming and fishing and all that fun stuff. Mm. But I have not gone to the gym since all of this stuff yes. broke out. And so today I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go work mm. out. Where, where do you go? Well, I didn't go to the typical gym. Mm. No, no. Today I, I did something more fun. I did the, the kangaroo bounce class. Kangaroo bounce class. Yeah, I know. You're looking at me like, what the heck is that? What is that? Why don't I know this? Well, <laughs> It's like you put these boots on, <laughs> they literally have springs in them, Okay. and you jump, you bounce. Yes. So it's like a good core workout because you've got to do a lot of balance, Yes. but then your instructor, it's like to dance music, and you're really giving her. So I did that right after work. I, so. I pushed myself out the door out of the office and said, you've got to go do something today. Mm. <laughs> go work out that body. Yeah. It's been a while, so I, I tried it out. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Right downtown. Port Arthur. Okay. Yeah. How does do you? So you borrow the shoes? Yeah, you could borrow them. You could buy them too if you go often. But mm. um, and this is like sp- springs underneath. It's on the shoes. Yeah, like yeah. it's like boots. Like it looks like a ski boot, but mm-hmm. it like bounces. Nice. How high do you jump? <laughs> <laughs> I'm little, so I can't, I can't go too high. Is the ceiling high though? <laughs> a couple feet, you know. <laughs> it's exhausting though. It's a good workout. That's a good workout. This is like when you're doing the skipping rope, just like harder. Yeah. I would say. And then it's, is it like hot in the room too? No. No? No, you just got a lot of spring in your step. A lot of bounce. Mm. So yeah, so today, I mean, I feel productive because I actually went yes. and did something active that was kind of in like a gym setting class, you know. Mm. Does it make you feel better? It does. When, I, when I'm not working out, I could tell, like, mm. and so can my best friends because <laughs> yeah. I get a little <laughs> cranky perhaps. but Because <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I have so much on the go all the time. So it's, it's a nice break, mm. nice time out from the day. Yes. It's, it's a, so for you, it's a way of releasing stress. Yeah. End of day too. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You don't like to do it in the morning? I've tried. But you know, so backstory about me is... I used to, when I first started my career, I started in radio. Mm. What? And uh, I would start my shift at like four in the morning. That's when you have to be there. Yeah. And I was young. I was like 19 years old. Mm. And so all my friends were like, you know, coming home from the bar Yeah, and I was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did, No, no, no. You didn't sleep and you just went right to work. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't know me that well. I would never do something like that. <laughs> I'm a preparer. I like to be prepared it's, for things. It's, it's important. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, so um, I used to be a morning person and I guess now not so much because mm. I did it for like two years and that was just a lot early mornings. That's, that's, and that's intense. If mm. you have to be there at four. Yeah. And you have to be on. And do you, would you eat before? No. No, that's just, it doesn't go. No. You kind of eat in between. Mm. Yeah. Radio food? What's, ra what's typical radio food in between? Jeez. Everything <laughs> and anything. <laughs> Pizza, cold pizza. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you now the um, the creativity that comes to you is that also in the morning or is it at night as well? Gosh. Where what time is good for you? Creativity, all times of the day, I would say. Really? Because it's like little things that inspire me, or something I see, or something someone else says, or mm. I mean. I think actually before bed is when I get a lot of my better ideas. And I, I've got this like notebook beside my bed because oh, nice. it's kind of something that um, I don't want to be stuck sleeping, a, like going to bed, thinking about something and then forgetting it oh, or, yeah. or wanting to remember it. So I'm always writing things in a, a notebook beside my bed uh, of ideas and different things I want to do. But I think like to be creative, it kind of comes with what you're seeing, what you're inspired by, you know, where you are. Mm -hmm. A certain hiker, you know, a different setting. It just depends. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I was thinking more about a painter who paints at a certain time. Mm. But for you, when you write you, those bucket lists, is this as, as you have a specific time where you do it? It's like, oh, now I'm creative. Oh, the bucket lists. So the summer bucket list, um, I guess what I do with that is that's kind of something I work on year round. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's things I kind of, when I'm talking to certain people, I get, you know, mm. ideas of what to put on the list or I'm doing something and I actually experience it for the first time. Or even when I'm talking to, you know, some of my family and they remind me of something we did as kids that, yeah. that, that brings back um, an experience to me. So yeah, the bucket list, the summer uh. one specifically is kind of like a year round project, but my, my Christmas list. Mm. So those that the Christmas list I do is like the top 20 Thunder Bay gift list, right? I start working on that that's, right now. That's big. So I'm starting to think about Christmas already. But is that late or is that early for you this year? Um, it's usually the time is that I would, time? yeah, September, yeah. fall, because, you know, the crafters are kind of starting to come up with their new products and all of their, uh, new items for the holidays. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been talking to a couple of, of my regulars that I've been featuring for a while because they come out with different things every year, but they're saying that they're, they're exhausted. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as to what we're going to see this year. You know, <laughs> like I think, I think the whole pandemic's really kind of set them back a little bit. So we need to find ways to inspire them and, you know, get them mm. in that happy, happy place that helps them be creative. Yes. That's a good, good thinking. I like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because of everything that's going on or because they had so much support that they're like, oh, I'm just going, going, going? Is that what you mean? Or? You know, probably a little bit of both. Like yeah. many were actually so busy and, mm -hmm. and way busier than they, they're used to, to being. I know a lot of them ended up having to, you know, create new outlets to sell online. It's true. And to really, you know, just um, adapt to how how fast things were moving. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of them are tired and maxed out maybe and mm. then and then just the whole vibe of the pandemic. I mean, for me, I'm a person that people are used to seeing being happy and positive and you know, 
uh, finding, I'm always trying to find like the, the silver lining to, to negative experiences. That's kind of what the whole Bay Awesome feel and vibe is. But mm. um, when this thing all happened in March, I found myself kind of in a, a little bit of a rut, I would say, you know, yes. and I'm like, why am I not doing things? Why does I, why do I not want to move? But the more I thought about it, I said, okay, like maybe this is exactly what I need right now. Mm. And I mean, the last couple of months, I've had the best summer. It's just been amazing. I've done, I, well, I did everything on my bucket list, plus more. <laughs> and check, check, check. and I spent so much time with um, so many of my friends and even like reconnected with old high school friends. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I spent time with people that like really matter to me. And you kind of take, take some time to like reevaluate things that are mm. going on in life. And it was lovely. I think we... I think we had this all where we had time to reflect. Yeah. Where we were thrown out of our routine and now what's going on? Yeah, I hit the pause button a little bit. Yeah. Was it for you a first time where you felt like you mm, mentally there was something um, you got over it? Like where, because you say you, you look at life as best as possible, right? Yeah, I mean... We've all, we all go through challenges and like, you know, hardships and situations like that. But I think this was the first time that I was feeling actually like blocked. Mm. Like I didn't know what was next and how to kind of get out of it. I think everybody did. Yeah. So, but, but again, I just, I accepted that and I said, okay, maybe this is just what Amanda needs right now. (laughs) So, so I took a time out and. And then I, st- I just started moving as soon as like Mother's Day came around. People started asking me for gift ideas and, you know, if I was recommending any anything for the season. And and so then I was like, oh, maybe I should do something like that. Yeah. So, and it's a good way to support all of the local artists mm-hmm. and, and artisans and, and uh, stores in Thunder Bay. So that's kind of when I came out of my cave is around Mother's Day and I started writing again. And good. Working on the summer list, and um, it was it was quite a hit this year. I had a lot of fun doing it. That's for sure. Yeah, you. It's like it's not even. I wouldn't even say it's an article. It's. I would say it's a book. It's just like what you produce and what you you put into it. It's just like it's. What is it? It's not a romance, but it's just like it's not a thriller, but it's like it's just like a book. <laughs> because there's so many things and you go so much into the details well yeah and i go i go to all of the locations i do all of the activities i talk to all of the business owners like i sit down just like you would for a podcast and really you know do a lot of research and talk with them and make sure i find those neat things that that Mm. a lot of people don't know about what's happening in the city it's kind of finding all those positive twists and turns. Do you record them when you talk to the people? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It helps, right? Yeah, because yeah. I also don't like writing everything down. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only the ideas, so yeah, when they come. Do you? So do you meditate then at night? No, no way. Eh? I'm a very hyperactive person. I would say mm. I have a hard time slowing down. <laughs> so, yeah, even I remember one of my friends was telling me she's like, "You need to go try yoga." And I said, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could lie in a room for mm. an hour or so. But uh, I did try it, and I ended up really liking hot yoga. Yes. But no, I'm not. I, I don't really do the, the mm. meditating. Thing. What did you like about yoga? What did I like about yoga? Well, the hot classes that I went to at the Body Mind Center, um, it was 
How hot is it in there? It's like a, a sauna. It's like a sauna? Wow. <laughs> Just not as hot as a sauna, but close. Mm. That's and pretty that, hot. But I liked like the fast paced uh, hot yoga, like the flow yoga. Because mm. it's like, it's a really actually hard workout. It's like a dance then almost? Uh, flowy, yeah. Yeah. Because it takes all of the different yoga positions and puts them into like a series, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's what I liked about the, the yoga classes. And I love saunas, so. Yeah. It kind of takes a little, a couple classes to to get used to the the heat in the environment. But once you pass that and you mm. get over fainting and that sort of stuff, you're fine. <laughs> oh no, another <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. You got to drink a lot of water. Yes. Yeah. Even if you go do sauna too, right? I love saunas. Mm. That's what I did all summer. That's what you did all summer. All summer at the lake. Oh, saunas. That's saunas, beautiful. fishing. Is it at swimming. night too or in the morning? All times of All the, the time, okay. You know, you can uh, never go wrong with a sauna. I did sauna today. Did you? Yeah, I said, okay, I'm not going to work out today. I did I did outside, I did the hot tub, and then I went in the sauna. Oh, that's nice. Because I was just like, I felt my body a little bit, and then I'm learning to take a break. Ah. Oh. It's, it's hard. It is hard. Yes. I learned how to take a break, like, this year. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> So we learned something, <laughs> both of us. Now, when you you were born and raised Thunder Bay, right? Yes, yes, born and raised. My last name says it all, doesn't it? It does. It is real, by the way. I I believe you. <laughs> There's no questions. <laughs> uh, you. What? Okay, let's go over the names then. Amanda Bay and Bay Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain a little bit how you came up with this? Okay, so Bay Awesome. This is uh, my baby. It's my passion project. And I've been working on it for, oh gosh, six years now, I think. Mm. Is it six years old? Yeah. Um, but how it started, actually, was just kind of like a funny kind of thing to do with my friends. Because it was the year we were turning 30, not to date myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm 36 too. Huh. <laughs> friends, best friends. Okay, so I was turning 30 and a lot of my, my friends are kind of feeling sad and, you know, they're freaking out about turning 30, you know. Mm. And I was like, yeah, 30, it's just a number. Like, what are we freaking out about? Like, there could be way worse things. And uh, I was saying like, hey, girls, you look the best I've ever seen you, you know, it's 30. Mm. But so what I did was I came up with a list of 30 things to do for our 30th year. Yeah. So just a fun list of activities we could do together and just um, places we could go or even things that we did w- for some of my friends when we were younger that we can kind of revisit as adults. And mm, That's um, nice. Yeah. So I made this list and I said, you know, we're going to check this list off together as a group. And I called it the year of awesomeness. Yes. So everybody that was turning 30 would get this card. Welcome to your year of awesomeness. You know, let's oh. let's tackle this together. And and when I got to the end of the list, because I blogged about basically everything, every top, like the 30 items that we were doing together, I blogged about them. Mm. And this was my first time actually even blogging. And so I wanted to also blog because a lot of my clients were kind of, um, so I work in PR marketing for those of you that don't know out there. Yeah, what? You don't know? <laughs> but um, I... I wanted to learn how to blog, basically. So I was teaching myself at the same time. So that was like a whole side project there, too. Um, But as I continued to write about the 30 things, 
I really was enjoying myself. And then I noticed a lot of people were writing into me and saying, you know, thank you for doing this with me. Mm. You've given me an idea. Me and my friends are doing our year of awesomeness. Or we really loved this activity you were doing in Thunder Bay. And I was like, huh. So it really started to grow on me. And I said, once I was done the list, I said, what am I going to do now? And uh, that's when Bay Awesome kind of came to be. Mm -hmm. So when Bay Awesome started, I was writing more about like lifestyle things and, um, you know, uh, taking certain situations in my life and finding that silver lining, that like little thread of awesomeness and everything that I was doing. So the name was Bay Awesome already? It turned into Bay Awesome. So it started as like the year of awesomeness, turning 30. And then, um, yeah, it kind of transformed into mm-hmm. to Bay Awesome. I like that. And that's when I really started to find my groove with the writing. And um, and then when it comes to like now, the list has really, or the, the blog has really evolved into these two lists for the year. So everybody kind of looks to, to my blog to it's kind true. of find, you know, things to do in Thunder Bay or things to buy in Thunder Bay. And then I started, you know, writing a little bit here and there of my favorite restaurants or a new business opening in the city mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a special person in the community or events. You know, I started yeah. to kind of highlight that sort Not of stuff Not everybody knows well. always everything. Yeah, and, you know, um, with the lists too, I found that it's easy It's it's easy to be negative, I find. Okay, yeah, It's always easy to be negative. It is, right? So I... <laughs> It's I, so I think, true. I think it is. So yeah. I was trying to find ways to really promote Thunder Bay in a positive light and to find those things that, you know, this is our hometown. We live here. Let's find the good things mm. about Thunder Bay. Um, like my biggest pet peeve is when people say to me, like, there's nothing to do here. We have to go to a bigger city to find mm. something to do. And I'm like, no, you don't. Walk out your back door. There's so much to yeah, do here. So that's that's mm. kind of how the list started, and and I think that you helping there a lot through the work you do because when people say that sometimes I just think they are not aware of it, right? You put that out there, and you get that information from others, and you collect it and put it together. You know, I wasn't even aware of some of the talent we have in the community when it comes to products you could buy. So for me, the Christmas list started was a couple Christmases ago. I was. Sitting, I laid out all my Christmas presents that I had bought for people on my dining room table and I was looking at them and I'm like, whoa, Mm. all of this stuff is made or produced in Thunder Bay. It's beautiful. It was amazing. It was awesome. So I I started taking pictures of all of the things and that's how I started making my, my Christmas list is I just saw all of these amazing products and I've really noticed too over the last, oh gosh, the last three years the city has really evolved and adapted to this whole shop local. Yes. It's amazing. Like people really want to support local artisans and go to these markets and really embrace uh, Thunder Bay and mm-hmm. what it has to offer in terms of like shopping. Yes. It came after the restaurants, right? The restaurants was first. That one really like it was suddenly the restaurants were local. Oh, the culinary scene yeah. is ugh, a whole other beast in the city that I just appreciate so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that really started, you know, years ago when you take a look at like Sovereign Room, mm-hmm. right? They started like their small plates and late night appetizers okay. and that sort of stuff. And the team that they had, um, if you look now downtown, 
uh, in the waterfront district, a lot of the restaurant owners and people that started uh, locations down there have all kind of evolved from the sovereign room, oh. which is really neat. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you'll, you'll have to go ask and see if you can figure out who's who, but mm. um, yeah, it all evolved from there and there's so many uh, different hotspots downtown. My friend comes in from Toronto, um, you know, once a year to come visit me and she's originally from Thunder Bay and she moved for work, but um Every time she comes here, she's really a, a foodie. She definitely calls herself that. And uh, she just says how impressed she is with mm-hmm. how much the, the culinary scene has like exploded in yeah. in the city. So you know, it's also something to be pretty proud of uh, when you think of of our city. I think it's like world, world class, honestly. Yeah. There's, it's really, really nice. And it's, it's not, you can go to a big city and you will get about... The same, maybe even less. Who knows? For what I know, I think it is. I would call it that. I, I go all out. <laughs> um, one thing I just think of right now is like how much we have to support these local restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, it's a tough time for them. And so as much as I can, I'm trying to, you know, get takeout, even though, um, well, that's why I'm going back to the gym too. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's like you've got to support these local restaurants because we want to make sure they get through whatever this is going to be right so Mm. i'm just crossing my fingers that we come up with innovative ways to support them i think so i think they were very in they got ideas and they switched it up it took a little bit but there were leaders and then there were followers and they worked together i think and then there's people that support them, right? And that's very, very strong too. I think my favorite out of all of them is Barkeep uh, and the Tomlin. So Barkeep, um, I don't know if you're familiar. With I've never been oh, to it was, Barkeep. It's but so cute. You know, when they first opened up, I was That was just, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. it was la- It was December actually because yeah. they were on my list, my Christmas list last year. Yeah. Um, so they opened up last December, but it's so like Gatsby themed. and It kind of reminded me of a, a speakeasy in Montreal, you know? Yeah. Although they don't want to say it's a speakeasy, but I kind of think it, it gives me those vibes. <laughs> but the, the decor and everything and just how small and quaint it is. And of course, the cocktails are just lights out. They're so delicious <laughs> and very creative, too. But what I liked that they did during this um, during the pandemic is they came up with this the store barkeep variety right and they keep collaborating with all of these other businesses in town so even recently they they collaborated with milk and water so ellen and her amazing cupcakes they partnered with her but they did this twist on a cupcake that's one of my favorite desserts from tomlin Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) i showed up there and i'm like give me the cupcakes and she's like they come in a box of four i'm like i'll take two and i'm not sharing (laughs) oh yeah who shares who shares, right? <laughs> I do. Especially I dessert. Shared. Nobody shares dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. And they're making these cool cocktail kits too that you take home. And uh, mm. it's just a neat way to to bring kind of the the location to your house, right? I agree. I think it's really good. And, you know, there's people evolved and adjusted. And, you know, I think it was big help that you could get food through restaurants then then you cook it yourself because maybe that you felt safer doing that because maybe you didn't want to go to the grocery store i think it's perfect yeah whatever people feel comfortable doing right yeah okay so born and raised in thunder bay you 
you graduated high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then did that check check off the list? Check check check. And one two three. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, what did you do? Did you have something in mind you wanted to become? Did you know what your life is going to be? You know what? I have had a camera with me for most of my life. I've always been taking pictures and video and all that sort of fun stuff. Like I, I ran my school newspaper when I was in high school. Oh, wow. created the yearbook all by myself. Wow. Yeah, find that one, Westgate. Okay. I can't remember which year I graduated, 2000. I don't know. Oh. I don't know when I graduated. It's been a long time. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But find that one because I made the whole thing by myself. Okay. So um, I've always had a camera with me, and uh, it just kind of evolved from there. Mm. What was your first camera? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. No? Was no. it like film? You know, it was like one of those paper ones. Or was it you digital get. already? You know, it was like the paper ones you get at yeah, the store. The disposable and then ones? You bring the film. <laughs> that was the best, yeah. you know. I miss those little things. You know, that you'd bring the film to like yeah, one of the department old. stores and then you'd be so excited to pick up your pictures days later. Yeah, like a and week. then you'd get them and half of them would be out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's like wow. And you'd pay like $30 for the whole package. Yes. Oh, I've got boxes of photos. Mm. But yeah. I, hey, you could pay extra and you get it the next day. But I've always wanted to be a journalist, I think. I think mm. it was always in me to kind of find okay. that that scoop and that story. and That connection with people? Yeah, to talk with people and find out what makes people buzz. Mm. And that's really like kind of flowed into what I do now because... Um, what I do for people in the community now is I'm always looking to find that like positive reaction. Yes. So creating positive reactions for people and, and finding what their story is and what makes them unique and special. That's big. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that helps a lot of people. I really think so because it's always harder to produce positive news. Right. Yes. Like we said earlier, it's, mm -hmm easier to be negative than positive but um yeah we're always looking for that positive story and it's uplifting too you move people you change them you show them that there's other side i like that well i try no you do no 100 percent. because you do it's quick and easy <laughs> on this oh is it <laughs> for me to say right <laughs> if you so you said you wanted to go into journalism And you felt that connection. You had this camera. You you ran around. You did a lot of projects. It, so, it sounds like you were involved in the community already. Right? Yeah, like in college, I I carried around my DVC Pro. It was like this massive camera. Wow. <laughs> and then I moved on into my first internship was actually at the local station here. Mm. So did that. and um, Like what station? TBT News. Okay. Yeah. Right on. So you were on the radio then or on the news? I started in, in TV as an intern mm. working with uh, Barry Third and his great team there. Yeah. And um, How does that work? Is that true? Do you have to get the coffee all the time? <laughs> my first day I said, where's my cameraman? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget, Barry sent me to a mirror and he said, go look in the mirror. And I said, pardon me? I said, what's going on? You know, <laughs> you see all the movies with... You know, April O'Neil, Ninja Turtles. Maybe that's where that came from, actually, for me, is the wanting to be a journalist. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I just automatically fell in love with the news industry. That's for sure. And Why? 
because of the stories I got to tell, but mostly because of the people I got to meet every single day. Okay. So when you're a, a VJ, like a video journalist, you're basically talking to someone different. Like you talk to like three different people a day. Yeah. Like so interviews? You, you, yeah. You're okay. capturing three different stories a day. Wow. Okay. For the next day or the same day? Same, oh, same day. Same day. Six o'clock news. We pump those out same oh, day. Oh, you're running up the stairs throwing, <laughs> throwing your story at your director. Yeah. <laughs> you cut them too? Yeah. Wow. I, but this is, again, not to date myself, but we were doing <laughs> tape to tape. So you're sitting there editing a story for the six o'clock news tape to tape. It's like... 5.45 and you're oh, almost done. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was quite a <sighs> the pressure there. <laughs> yeah, I can only believe it. Did you always make it? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. You had to. You had to. There was no mm. not making it. No. <laughs> no, just like your story runs just five minutes after everybody's story. <laughs> yeah. It moves down the <laughs> chain of importance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And if what, especially back then... Like it was on tape, what two, right? Still, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, tape to tape editing. You're, it was very. You have little fragile. Yeah. So there, not to say you did any mistakes ever, but I mean, like tape is tape. Right? I would never say I made mistakes, but I think Barry might tell you I made a couple <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> oh, I would. Say, I thought you were going to say Barry did mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, film is so sensitive. Like the um, the material in itself. Sure, yeah. Compared to what we have now. Well, yeah, we just use our phones for everything now, right? It's fantastic. Everybody could basically become, a, a, you know, tell their own stories, which mm -hmm. is nice. Yeah. I mean, and that was the one thing I've noticed actually too uh, during, you know, since March is how many people are now sharing their stories online mm -hmm. because everyone was trying to connect online too, which was amazing. I said at one point I said, Oh, I think my job's done sharing all of my love for Thunder Bay because so many people were doing it and taking oh, on the okay. job of becoming, you know, like the, the influencer of Thunder Bay. It was, it was amazing to mm -hmm. see that. Okay. So for you, it's not competitive. Uh, no, Good. no, I, I'm not, I don't. I mean, I get competitive in other ways, but uh, mm. when it comes to this sort of stuff, I'm just sharing something I love. I'm yeah. just telling my stories and I'm sharing things that I find in the city that I, I am truly passionate about, right? I like that. I have huge respect for that. I really like that because we're, we're all here together, right? Mm -hmm. It only makes sense. Well, and it's about, you know, making our city a better place too, Yeah. right? Finding the solutions to the problems as opposed to just adding to them mm. are you competitive when you jump around on those shoes in the gym well i, I try to be but i also don't want to wipe out <laughs> <laughs> no pushing everybody <laughs> okay so you did you did how long did you do that how long did you run three stories a day you pushed them out daily well i did radio for like a year and a half and then i did tv for like five years oh, five years and now i've been wow. at fire dog for like 11 yeah what like did you like radio more than tv or tv was better well i liked radio because no one could see me mm. and i could wear my pajamas to work if i wanted to does it happen like if i was having a bad hair day no one could tell but when you're on tv there was always that pressure to kind of really mm. focus on what you looked like too because there were people that would send you the angry letters Ooh. criticizing you yeah i heard about that yeah okay angry people out there <laughs> mm. 
But after a while, you got used to them, and then it just became like that's when I built my thick skin, right? It was oh, like okay. that early, yeah, because you know I shed a couple tears over some things people said to me, but then I believe that you, you get used to it after a while, I think, and like not to say you should get used to people being mean, but you just get you realize what constructive criticism is and what mm. kind of nonsense is it. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of deal with it and push it to the side. Yeah. So it can be hard. It can be hard in the beginning, especially because you 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 work so hard, right? You put yourself out there and you mm -hmm. run that, and then. And I mean, you still get it today too. There's always people that are gonna not like you, and you know, uh, when I'm talking to certain people and they're feeling, you know, pressure from the public or feeling like people criticizing them, I said, you know, mm. I always say, not everyone's gonna like you. You're not a pizza. Like that's just the way of the world. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. And it's so easy to criticize too. Do you read? Do you read all the comments that the bad ones? Or you just nowadays you're just like, eh. You know, when I first started my blog, it was literally the first day that I wrote it, and someone sent me a really nasty email. <laughs> 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 and like, I sat there and I was like, oh, what am I getting myself into? This is so mean and nasty. And, uh, It was about my weight, too, which was kind of strange. Personal. And it went right personal. Yeah. And so uh, I saved that email, and I ended up writing about it years later, and I oh. shared the actual email. Nice. And um, I talked about how that kind of fueled a fire underneath me, because it was kind of like, huh, if you're going to tell me I can't do something or that, you know, criticize me that, that deeply, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to use it for myself in a positive way. That's perfect. I think some people cannot do that some people for some people unfortunately sometimes that would be already too much and they stop but i love that you push through it because what a, what a, like you don't want some stranger to make you stop what you love and believe in it's hard you just kind of have to go back to why you're doing something right what's your goal what are you trying to do did you respond to it I tried, but it was a fake email address. The uh, nerve. What? Uh, wow. So you, maybe somebody close. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it happens. But I like that you adjusted. And now, for are you laughing about it nowadays? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a secret chat with your friends and you share messages? And yeah. Say, yeah. I don't actually look get... Look what I got today. You know, I don't really get too many anymore. I get more messages about, hey, what should I buy my mom for Christmas? Or, you know, what should I get my girlfriend? So That's good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so once you got comfortable with the TV, because it wasn't the radio, you did it for five years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check my resume. It's been a while. So they say after three years... When if it's like a routine job, you pretty much know the job. I don't know if that's true, but that's the word out there. Mm -hmm. For you, did you do what did you did you do all the same for the five years, or did you grow up the chain? Did you letter? Well, I ended up. I did got you get to... a cameraman. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. That don't exist. No, I ended up. Um... I got to try different things. Like, I mean, I got to sit in the anchor chair a couple times and test that out. And that was fun. Mm. Kind of living out a, a dream, a bucket, a bucket list dream of mine to 
to anchor the six o'clock news. So I tried that out for a little while. And how is that different from running the show, the news ready, those clips to running the anchor show? Well, when you're a reporter, you're out in the scene, right? You're out in the city, you're collecting the news, you're writing the stories. Mm. When you're an anchor, you're sitting at the desk and you're reading and delivering the stories that other reporters write for you, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I realized I liked being out in the community more, okay. definitely, because again, it's that whole connection, connection, and you're really like on the pulse of the city. Like you know everything that's going on. You know the issues in the city. You know the positive events happening mm. in the city. You know the leadership of the community and who's doing amazing things in the the city. So I, I think that's actually where my love for Thunder Bay kind of bloomed is when I was connecting with all these people every single day. Uh, but yeah, reporting was a, a good way to, to really learn about Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Did you, did, did you write as well? Did yeah. You, you write as well, right? Yep. This is like a script and then the, the anchor just, well, not just, but he, the person reads it. Yeah, they deliver. They yeah, deliver. They deliver. What, yeah, you got all the terminology. <laughs> <laughs> They're delivering your story. Yeah. But yeah, you put it all together. So every day you're creating different stories. Mm. Mm -hmm. How would you find stories? Again, it's who you know. It's uh, it's keeping your... People would hit you up. Hey, I got this story. Yeah, well, you never know. You might get something like that. Or you would just have all these different connections in the community and you're just listening to what's happening. Okay. So yeah. you, you develop the ear for it. Yeah. You get your news nose. Nice. I still like, I'm always like really interested in, in things that are happening. So mm. it's nice because the job I have now, I get to connect with media all the time and I get to actually write a lot of stories for, for a lot of my clients too. Mm. It's just a different kind of uh, role, right? Okay. Let's go there. So you went... After five years, you said, this is it for me. <laughs> you, you went yeah. to, you, how did that happen? How did you go to fight dog? Well, like you said, like it's three years and then you're kind of like in a position where you know your job did really you well. like that? I, I started doing a lot of teaching in the role I was in. So a lot of my interns, I would have interns and I'd be teaching them the way of the, the mm. world when it came to, to the newsroom. But um Yeah, I, I met my CEO, who's from the UK. She kind of approached me and we mm. started chatting and the rest is history. I just, people say it's going to the dark side PR from news, right? But Is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. There's, it's, it's really lovely, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's very common to see a, a journalist or a broadcaster kind of go into communications or PR or marketing. Yeah, I There's a lot so. of us out there for sure. Ah, okay. So this this happened over fish and chips and some ale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It okay. was just kind of like a natural progression for me to to Very start nice. that position. And yeah, now I've been there for eleven years and uh, have mm. had a lot of fun doing it. That's for sure. That's right on Court Street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I used to bike to work last year, and I always saw it. I wondered what it was. A lot of people show up at our door with their computers. Oh, can you fix those? <laughs> no. <laughs> And I'm like, why are you bringing me your computer? <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're marketing, public relations. We do a lot of branding and that. So it's like, like content creating. Something yeah. Like that. Social media is obviously the big buzz right now and mm. digital marketing. Everybody's online. So 
we've adapted with a lot of our clients to to bring them front and center that way. But um, it's always different things. I, I, I do more of the side when it comes to like media relations and public relations and, you know, finding the stories for branding and that sort of thing. So it's beautiful. That's a good job. Yeah, it's 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 again being able to connect with all of the different people in our city. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is so special about connecting with people for you? Everybody has a unique story to share. I think um, it doesn't even like every person I've talked to in Thunder Bay has a different perspective on what, how they see the city. Or, you know, what do they love about Thunder Bay? That's like the first question I ask so many people I meet is, what do you like about our city? Um, what makes you happy, like, living here? Why do you live here? Mm. I, I'm always asking people those those questions because that's what I'm most interested in. Yeah. And- I mean, it goes back to even, like, before, well... A couple of years ago, I also worked with um, Shift, so they're the Young Professionals Network mm-hmm. in Thunder Bay, and um, we spent a lot of time uh, connecting with, um, you know, the under forty demographic in the city mm-hmm. to see what keeps them here. Because we found, you know, a lot of people started to kind of leave to the bigger cities, but they always came back. They by come the way, back to you, they come back. <laughs> They do. No, it's like the whole, the grass is greener on the other side, but it really isn't sort of thing, right? If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You think it's better out there, but it's not. So (laughs) when I was in that position, when I was working with that board, it was just, uh, it was really neat to talk to a lot of of younger people and see what they liked about our city or how the city could be better Mm. to suit them and what they were looking for, or even connecting them to something that maybe they didn't know was there. Yes. Was this right after they got rebranded? Shift got renamed? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's when I started really working with them. But um, yeah, because I sat on their board of directors and Ah. it was a lot of fun, actually. So when I was working with them, um, Peter Markle had been, was the president at the time. And me and him were talking one day because I just said, he's not from Thunder Bay originally either. so I was, we were chatting because we were thinking about civic pride and like what that means to Thunder Bay. Because again, we found that there was a lot of negativity happening in the city. Like people were really just like, for some reason, bashing Thunder Bay and, and not really taking ownership of where they lived. Mm. So we came up with this campaign at the time um, called T-Bay Lovin. Yes. So I came up with that hashtag then and to, to see it still being circulated makes me so happy because it was... I use it all the time. Yeah, it was really about... <laughs> good. See, yeah. yeah. You created this. Here's the backstory of it. Yeah, it was for a campaign to really, um, you know, empower people to share what they loved about the city. So it started with, you know, tell me your favorite restaurant or, you know, your favorite place to, to go in the city or your favorite view or your favorite hike or you know just people places things that they loved about the city and just hashtag it with t-bay loving because i was hoping to see the social media world like just full of positive happy things that that people loved about our city Mm -hmm. it worked it did i still see it it makes me it makes me so happy to see all the thousands of pictures associated with that hashtag because we've kind of created this catalog now of all of the things that are awesome it about is. Thunder Bay. Yes, it's very, very true. And I use it all the time on the podcast. I always say T-Bay, Thunder Bay, and then I say T-Bay Lovin'. And then uh, 
as I am a fellow hashtag creator, just like you. I created mine the other day. I'm just looking it up. Oh, I, I think, wasn't it a t-shirt or something? <laughs> yeah. I saw this. <laughs> yeah. And for sure, I only have a white t-shirt on again today. I think it was like hashtag, I need just more than one t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it right now. So I'm just going to leave it as it is. Well, I hope it takes off for you. Yeah, I was like top poster right there because it was only me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that something you define yourself by? If for when something you post, something goes viral or you like in the top posts, is that how does that make you feel? Does you identify yourself with that? You know, as someone in marketing and communications, I should pay attention to those numbers, but mm. often I kind of don't. Okay. Um, Always? You know, like uh, this summer when I saw um, how many shares my... Um, the list had the the summer bucket list had i was i was excited because it was like okay people are going to do these things but yeah i tend to not pay attention to the to the numbers as much it's more the talk it's when i hear people talking about things that they've done that maybe i shared with them or you know um one of my favorite things this summer was a group of of younger uh girls that are in their teens they sent me a message and said that they were doing everything on the list and they were asking me for a location of one of the things because they had a, a lot of trouble <laughs> finding it but i did warn i did post it in the yeah. warnings that it was difficult to find but uh I always put something in there that's kind of trickier because it mm -hmm. makes it more of a... As a, an adventure. Yeah, more of a hidden gem or secret or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Plus, Damien Gilbert gets mad at me when I'm sharing all of his waterfall locations. Yeah, I can see Damien getting mad They're at top you. secret, man. He puts in a lot of work to find those places. And it's also about keeping them, you know, uh, pristine, right? I mean, I want people to appreciate and go see all these amazing places that we have um, in and around our city, but it's also our job to take care of them too mm -hmm. so that everybody could appreciate them after us, right? It's true. Do you waterfall hunt then? I've tried it, but you know, it's it's tricky and there's a lot of rock climbing and it's things intense. like that. Yeah. yeah, but they're so pretty. I went to a couple this summer and uh, I even went to uh, Mackenzie Falls for the first time, which I found kind of funny because when I was younger and in high school, it was like the place to go. Everybody uh, would go there swimming and go check it out. And uh, I had never been there. So it was the first time that I went there this summer and I got to check it out and I was like, wow, it truly is, again, beautiful. Like, wow, this is right in my backyard. I could just walk out my backyard. Mm. You know, get in your car, you drive 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Wow. Like, there's so many amazing things out there that are so close to home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was kind of one of those things that I saw this summer that just was, wow. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Damien would take you places. Oh, yeah, for sure he would. But mm. does he want me to blog about the exact location? Mm. Um, you can just say classified. <laughs> this one is classified. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wants to name some, too. I could see that happening. Yeah, because certain he found certain ones that, you know, he knows. And, that nobody else does. And you can, I don't know if you can name them, but we talked about it. Like they're unknown. Yeah, they don't. They don't I feel like I found a couple of those this summer too. Must be. Uh-huh. When you go off the beaten path, you never know what you're going to find, right? Yeah. 
I did another hike I really love this summer that I've never done, which I was like, people are like, what? You've never done that before? But I hiked to the giant, but I did to the top of the giant and then I went to the gorge. So I've done like the, I've done to the top of the giant, but then I would just get to the top and I'd turn around. I never actually walked across where you'd go to like the most spectacular lookout. I think like maybe even in Ontario, it's amazing. Mm. Have you done that? No. Oh, you got to do it. Guilty. It's, (laughs) it's something, but like you have to bike halfway. And when we went, um, you biked on the sleeping giant. Well, you bike down a trail, like Mm. you go to T Harbor. Okay. So you, it's like you kind of leave from like a parking lot. Yeah, like Silver Silver Islet area. Yeah, and you kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. But um, it was amazing. Like the views from there, you can't beat, and it's just like the whole experience too. Because like it's it's not an easy trek. Yeah, <laughs> like we were gone for six hours. Wow, that's one way or two. No, that's well, like that's a round trip, right? Yeah. And like it seemed like the mosquitoes just like hatched or something because we were getting like swarmed. Mm. But that kind of made us go a little faster, I think. <laughs> yeah, song the black flies weren't there. Yeah, it was something. But um, the best, I think it's one of the best views I've seen in all my days of hiking in this city, it was just spectacular. And I'm sure the f- in the fall, it'll be just... So is that, if, is that on the belly then? Where would... where would I think be? it's more towards the knees. Ah, so far down. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of trying to figure that out when I got home. I was staring out at Lake Superior thinking, huh, where was I? Mm. But I mean, yeah, I could go on and on about adventures that yeah. I did this summer. We tried, we tried this year to get to the sea line. Yes. You know, because we were like, yeah, we can do this. And then we didn't go because we have to stick to the nap schedule. <laughs> oh, yes. Very important, though. <laughs> it's hard. Like we tried, we have just done this now two, three times in the morning where we like, we go out and we try to do stuff and we screw up the first nap. And Your day is ruined. The day is ruined. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard. I don't have kids. Mm. I'm Auntie Amanda. All my friends have kids. I wrote, like, actually, one blog post I, I tell a lot of um, women to read is the Auntie Amanda post. And it's all about how I'm, like, the only woman out of all of my friends that doesn't have a child. Yeah. It's fun. It's good times. You should see all the stuff I'm learning about kids. Mm. You babysit then? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Mm. <laughs> is, how does that go? So everything is allowed? Is what? Everything is allowed for the kids. They can stay up forever. They love me, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. (laughs) And the parents get a break, right? Yeah, of course. It's a good deal. But right now, I think parents are heroes. Like, all that extra time they're spending with their kids and really trying to put on so many different hats, you know, teaching their kids and and uh having them all at home and like limited uh, things to do it's It's crazy it's yeah but it's amazing to to see how like how they've kind of pulled through and and yeah heroes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like that i think i agree it was for us we we had both of them home lisa still on mad leave so that way at least that was good and i kept working and then but it was still a lot for her too and we tried teaching first in the beginning he was in sk so it's not like we did the online thing it was like 20 30 minutes a day for the little ones and then yeah it's okay you know but i was the math teacher and lisa did the letters so Mm. 
it worked. <laughs> and then we did days where we didn't do nothing because it's just, we couldn't do it. But that's okay. It is. We did our best, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, with Shift, you were involved in the community and you were on the board of directors. Yeah. How did you like that kind of work? Sitting on a board, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. It's good to, you know, have a team and kind of come up with different ideas, different personalities come to the table. There's all different leadership. Um, Shift was awesome when when I was... um, How did you end up there? How how did I end up there? You know, it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to experience a a board, Mm. um, but I also wanted to do something that I loved and I was passionate about. So... You know, I wanted to, to volunteer and give back to the community somehow. So I looked for something that was me, like mm-hmm. suited what I kind of visioned I wanted to, to do. And there was a lot of um, people at the time on the board of directors for Shift that were, you know, movers and shakers in the community, but were really making a difference. And I could see that they were really passionate about certain things in Thunder Bay. So I was able to make that connection. And then I just really believed in like the whole mission in, in bringing young professionals together and, and um, really like helping mobilize them to, to be community leaders and to mm-hmm. do things in the community. And then when the whole civic pride thing came into play, it's just like, I really found my groove there and, um, yeah, that's just, it was amazing to see people, um, join in and, and really pick up the movement as well. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Really good. I came across it when I was working at the Valhalla and there were the events sometimes were going on there. So they went on all over the place, but sometimes they were at the Valhalla. So I I just came across that and I was like, oh, what is this? Well, they did like the Nova Awards, right? The I think that's what it was. top twenty under forty awards. Mm. They do those like every two years. They do yeah. the and it's nice because it's highlighting certain people in the community that you might not know about or you know people that are just really making a difference in the in the city. Mm. But um, I've like aged out of shift now. I'm too old for the group. I think so. What they keep you up? Thirty six. That's it. <laughs> Uh, do you would you agree that you're only as old as you think you are yeah of course i mean i know i've mentioned age a couple times on the show but uh, Mm. um it's just a number right Uh, like i I don't know i think so some days i feel like i'm 90 but some days i feel like i'm 19 so Mm. i mean (laughs) you never know what you're gonna wake up feeling like but it's your mindset that's really gonna Mm. tell you apart right i agree how do you feel about 40? I'm not really talking about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it like that. <laughs> we'll see. 30 seemed easy. We'll see what happens at 40. <laughs> mm. Hey, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Not thinking that far ahead yeah. yet. Living in the now. Yeah. It's, that's a good way. You know, for me, personally, I think for me, it's good to see what's going on. Second child, he... He ages faster. Not really. Time is still time. But he's nine months now. But for me, it feels like he was just born. The first born, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It took time. Now he crawls. It's like almost like life events. But now it's just like, oh, it already happened. It's Time flies faster with the second one. And then from my perspective, I think I like to slow down sometimes and appreciate moments differently. If I can... 
or spent my time doing something that I really love. I think that's where, like, age-wise, I'm going. Where I see, hey, this is this is different. Like, I didn't think about those things when I was between 20 and 30. Yeah, you don't really realize time either until you have children in your life. Like, mm. I kind of noticed that too. Uh, okay. It's like I didn't really notice years until I had, you know, one of my best friends have a baby and then he's five and going to school. And I'm like, whoa, Mm -hmm. where did the last five (laughs) years go? That's a good point. Yeah. So I, that's like one of the big realizations I've had over the last little while is like time is going by very quick when you have kids in your life because you could actually see the time going by as they grow and get older. They're like indicators. Yeah. Cause I'm still like in my mind, I feel like I'm still like 28. I could just never get past that age every time I anyone asked me how old I was I was like I'm 28 mm-hmm. like 10, 10 years ago well like you know <laughs> yes no I 100% get it mm-hmm. I'm the, I feel like like my body and what I can do it, it's didn't change much from where it was before it's like yeah things take a little bit longer to heal but like I feel like 25 28 something like that it <laughs> sounds crazy but you know what I mean fountain of youth yeah right here <laughs> <laughs> interesting so did you did you ever think about going back into television at all i dabble in it every now and then Mm. i make appearances here and there yeah you do you do radio guest guest appearances yeah i've done some radio guest appearances and then i do some tv things but i've actually like even like with my blog i'm like ooh, what do i want to do next because you know, like my background is in, in TV and doing that sort of stuff. So you never know. Mm. Things might change a little bit coming up in the new year, but uh, you'll be fir- the first to know. I'll let you know what I'm yeah, going to do. You tell me right <laughs> after the show. It's all good. Top secret. <laughs> I see that big book you brought. <laughs> the book of ideas. Do you feel like you're coming home when you when you go back on television? Is that like, is, it, is there a connection still with you? Uh, a little bit. It's kind of like riding a bike sometimes, but um, it takes a lot of, of prep work. But I mean, yeah, sometimes. Mm. Sometimes not, though. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the other outlets now that they do different things with stories on Instagram videos? And like video content is huge now, right? And it's so not traditional TV it's creator creating content. Well, yeah, it's super competitive out there too. It's like anybody with a phone can basically come up with a story or could share things or create content, like you said. Like, um, but it's finding that good quality content too. And how do we like separate it? Um, so it, it's a it's a challenge, but it, but it goes back to what I love to do, and it's finding that that niche and what's different um, about certain people or about certain things. So it's there's good storytellers out there, but then there's a, just a lot of, of content, mm. right? How do you... So this is your definition of good content? Like how you had... You said something and I forgot the question because you already elaborated a little bit on it. But my follow-up question... So good content for you what is it what sparks your eye well i think for everybody it's a little different for sure um so what sparks my eye personally is you know something that i can connect with something that kind of um 
I like the personal human interest stories. I think that's what really kind of Mm -hmm. gets me uh, into some content and what really attracts me. And it's, it's doing things differently too. So it's not the, the typical day to day things. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, what, what's different? Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Okay. Like even when I think of something that I've done recently, um, sleeping giant brewing company, very popular in Thunder Bay, right? Um, yeah. So, like everybody else, they're finding their employees, you know, are, are struggling uh, to come back to work. Yes. You know, because they can't find proper childcare. Like, there's lists out there. Like, some of my friends are telling me, like, there's 800 kids on waiting lists for daycares. Mm. So, that's crazy. So, the, this company, they're like, what do we do? You know, they've got one of their lead brewers that potentially can't come back to work. So what, how do they come up with a solution to the problem? Again, there's that word, a solution, uh, finding something positive, right? So they come up with a daycare in their event space. Like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I would, when I hear this, I'm just, that is good content to me, but that's also like, it's such an awesome thing for them to do for their staff and eventually it sounds like they want to kind of expand like as long as this situation is happening in in the world i think that they're gonna be trying to adapt so that they could help their staff because Mm -hmm. they're not stressed out you know they have their child somewhere where they're safe and they're getting quality care and the neat thing about the brewery too is you've got you know, two co-owners, one is a teacher who's been teaching for 23 years and the other is a family physician. Mm. Wow. Like what two people are better fit to, to, to open a daycare center, right? Yeah. It's perfect. It is. So that was always, that's, that's neat. That's good content to me. That's telling a story that's just, it's innovative. It's different. Nobody else is doing it. And mm. It's got, it's just, it's got so much personal, like so many personal elements to it, right? I like how you say it's a solution. It's like, this is like a magic word for you. Yes. Where- uh, so uh, another thing, like solution to me, and that it's like people complain, like I said, people will complain about things. Problems. Oh, this, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Okay. So instead of us always complaining about things, why don't we think of solutions you know, why mm. don't we think of solutions like Wake the Giant? Yes. It's and been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. So I was thinking about that today too, because last year on this very day, there was like how many people at mm. Marina Park? Like 4,000 <laughs> people. Yeah. Oh, I miss concerts so much. Yeah. That's one thing that, uh, it's just, mm. it's hard to be away from from that that's like one of my favorite things to to go to is a music concert right Mm. festival but um yeah a year ago today wake the giant the the big festival in thunder bay were you involved with that yes Mm. i am behind the scenes okay so um i've been i've been working on that project since uh it started i do a lot of like the marketing communications and Uh, all of that sort of thing so it's, it's city driven right um, it's it was started by uh, three three gentlemen three guys yeah. yeah from from DFC High School they're teachers and uh, they're amazing they're game changers they are um, 
I always say to them, like, you're the definition of community to me. And, you know, being a part of that event was such an honor and just watching it unfold because they had all these like crazy big ideas. And I just kind of <laughs> like my PR side was like, oh, boy, like, what are we doing here? You know, and uh, but to watch them, you know, persevere and just keep they, they led with their hearts. Nice. And that is what made them successful. You could feel that? Yeah, they believed in everything they said. Um, and there was so much love and like passion and hope mm-hmm. behind it, right? And when the like the day of the festival, like I'll ne- I'll never forget it because it was I think it was a turning point. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of hurt in our community and um a lot you know, it, it was a, it yeah. was a hard time for Thunder Bay and I think at that music festival, it was a t- uh, the first time in a long time that I felt the city come together in such a positive way. And mm-hmm. um, there was one point at the end of the night when like the whole crowd was just cheering DFC, like really loud chanting DFC. And you had all of the students from all of these remote communities standing on stage and just Aww. like embracing Thunder Bay. And it was a really like welcoming, happy vibe. So, yeah, Wake the Giant, uh, it was just a, a great, great event in the community. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, where it goes in the next year. I know it's been postponed this year, unfortunately. Everything has. Everything has. I but um, I know they had quite the lineup uh, for the festival set up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they've they've uh, booked them all again. So hmm. I could say, like, it's going to be good. Yes. Better than last year. Ooh. And I can't wait. Um, but in the in the background, they're working on other um, things, resources, and and tools um, to provide to people in the community to kind of keep that movement and that vibe going in the mm-hmm. meantime. So we can keep thinking about the mission behind the actual Wake the Giant itself and what it means to yes. to Thunder Bay. That's big. I like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were involved in that. That's good. Yeah. I kind of like I stay behind the scenes on some things and mm-hmm. I mean it it's the it's Sean and Greg and and AJ that really lead that and I just kind of support and help them as much as I can yeah. uh, behind the scenes with things yeah mm-hmm. Was it a goosebump moment on the on the, in there? Did you get goosebumps when it's like a magic? Yeah, it was a magic moment for sure and it was just the amount of people that were there and um just it was such a it was a happy festival like people were really um there was just a lot of hope in the air i would say and and i felt like the city was ready for change Mm -hmm. i think it's out there now yeah i think so too and um yeah it was very powerful and i just i hope that we could we could do it again it's like the balance shifted into change Mm -hmm. yeah there was a fine line where before maybe not but now there's more people that want to change it's just a positive a positive movement in the city yeah and it's something that that people can can learn about and and you know be educated and it it is about raising awareness so yes and it's it's really a way for the whole community to to get involved like i've seen you know businesses jump on board and collaborate with with their team and it's been pretty impressive to see, you know, how fast uh, that movement kind of spread across the city. Mm-hmm. I like it. Now, when they did this daycare thing at the Sleeping Giant, I saw the article too. 
and I saw you shared it on the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that because it gives you, it's almost like a benefit to the employer because you, you probably end up getting qualified or really good workers that take advantage of that and say, hey, I want to work for you. If my kids can be right there. Why not? I think it's fantastic. Well, of course, and it's 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 taking care of your employees. Mm-hmm. It's a benefit, really. Mm-hmm. I would say, like obviously, and daycare, getting daycare, the you put your name of your child on your unborn child, you can put it on the list. That's how it is. How it, that's how extreme it is. You put like we did for Casper. He's nine months now. We put him on the list last summer, so he wasn't even born yet to get ahead of like you know. Yeah, it really, it like, it sounds like a crisis to me. Like, like I said, I don't have kids, so I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it. But from what I've been hearing from my friends is it's such a struggle. And like, even some of my friends can't go back to work because of it. And it's like, what? so they're basically staying at home with their kids. Mm -hmm. And one of their spouse, their spouse is going back to work, but they're, they're having to stay at home. So my parents work. I can't just say, Hey, dad. Want to watch my child? <laughs> well, it's the whole thing of exhaustion too. After a while, right? Well, we know that life. you know a two-year-old is uh, <laughs> quite a lot to handle for you know days on end. So you could just imagine, yeah, leave them with the grandparents. But yeah. how long is that going to last, mm-hmm. right? And when the grandparents are going to say, "No, that's it." So what's going on with your T-shirt, Arthur t-shirt. William Thunder? Mm, is, it, is it a puzzle? Ooh. You know what it means, right? So it's all, it's like the city's names, right? So Knife Fight Press made this shirt and it's actually my favorite shirt that kind of represents Thunder Bay. It celebrates our past and brings the future kind of together in it. And it's just, it's fun. I love it. Yes. (laughs) So Arthur, William and Thunder. Those Arthur and William are both very strong names, right? Sure. They are like traditional Arthur is like, who said, the king in England or something, <laughs> right? And William is like now traditionally, he's somewhere in the US or somewhere with his part, her partner, his partner, his partner. Prince William, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Prince, Prince. William's not in the US. You're getting your princes mixed up. <laughs> Harry's in the US. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Harry's with Meghan Markle. Yeah, right. right. Oh, man. No, but it's uh, like, let's you know. edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Port Arthur. But those are very Port Arthur, strong Fort traditional William. names. Yeah. Mm. Did you like the name Thunder Bay? Yeah. Mm. Sure. Lakehead? Lakehead? Like, yeah, remember they had the Lakehead? They voted on the names? Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, I've not, I've not. I like Thunder Bay you know because why? it incorporates my last name too. So then people are like, oh, is your family from Thunder Bay? And I could say, yeah, you know, we're the founders of Thunder Bay. No, <laughs> but no, um, I like Thunder Bay. It's like a nice fit for both for both of the sides of the city coming together. But there were a lot of weird options on the table. Yeah, there was a lakehead and the lakehead. That's yeah. why Thunder Bay won. Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> because then the votes were split between those two. It's like I've never known anything different, so I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't even know about this. I didn't know. And then I read it up when I... Because I got here in 2006. Right. So I didn't know. Yeah, there's still like remnants around the city that you'll see mm. of the two separate cities. Yeah. Like even on Lakeshore, there's this like um, bridge this that you go underneath and uh, it says 
Port Arthur still on it, and you're just like, ooh, remember it's, that. It's still a thing, though. Hey, where are you from? Port Arthur? Well, Fort William. People used to get really mad about that, uh, like saying, like, you're dividing the city. But I think it's just another quirk of where we live, and I think it's fun. Like, even the... The different maps of the city showing that's another thing that Knife Fight Press does is they do this really cool print of a map of the city and it shows all the different neighborhoods. Mm. And I love that. Who's, a, who's printing this? Knife Fight Press. Oh, that's local? Yeah, cool name, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Knife yeah. Fight. Yeah. Wow. They they so this is like a limited run they did this years ago, or you can still get that? Um, I think they still do them. I don't even know how old this t-shirt is, but they make them in denim bags too. And they do, yeah, they do all different kinds of cool shirts and things that kind of celebrate Thunder Bay and then some other quirky things too in there. But um, Yeah, I thought you would show up with the Terry Turnaround t-shirt today. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Ouch. Just kidding. Oh, that's good. What do you think about his fashion? Terry Ter- Turner. Terry Turnaround? Oh, yeah. wow. Mm. You, you like that fashion? Yeah, he is uh, very stylish. Mm. I personally really like his hair, too. Yeah, which one? <laughs> uh, are you referring to the video he posted the other day? It's so good. The Dumb and Dumber look, too? Yeah. That was oh, good. yeah, I didn't catch that, but you were right. Yeah. Mm. Why weren't you there when they did this hot wing taste testing? Were you there? But why wouldn't you eat some wings? Why <laughs> wouldn't I eat some wings? Yeah, like be on the, on the. Uh, I don't panel. think I could handle it. Are they gonna do this again? I don't know. Mm. Maybe you're not into spicy food. Uh, I don't even think the food in the Thunder Bay is that spicy. Mm. You know, like what we consider spicy is not that spicy. But I don't know. I don't like spicy food. Okay. But I do like heartbeat hot sauce. Yeah. I put that on like everything, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's delicious. I know it says it's hot sauce, but it's just like, it's like so complex. It's got a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Did you see there like in on CNN news today? I did see that. They made that list with their pineapple. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Have you been by the new I haven't seen the new facility, facility no. No? Ooh. It looks pretty snazzy. Yeah. But how cool is that? So they could have basically left Thunder Bay and, you know, said goodbye and made a big facility in some other city, which I'm sure probably would have been easier for them. Probably. But they stayed because I think they love Thunder Bay. Yeah. And um, wow, they have done amazing. And it's just the people that um, run the the company are just so dedicated and they have such cool ideas. It's just been amazing to watch that that yeah. company grow and just like crazy CNN today. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thunder yeah. Bay is making news headlines. <laughs> Heartbeat hot sauce. Thank you. Mm, yeah, thank you very much. We had Al on, on Us by the Giant. Mm-hmm. We featured him in one of the episodes and um, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's just like the whole story of everything, how it came, how it came together. It's fascinating. So, yeah, heartbeat hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is your favorite? You know, I like the traditional, the, the habanero. It's good. You can mm. put it on everything. Mm. 
Um, you get the four pack and then you just like sometimes you use the blueberry sauce. Sometimes I use the blueberry sauce, but I haven't really quite figured out what you're supposed to put that on. Mm. You know, I used it in the mornings mostly when I had like sunny side up egg or. Yeah, you do use that on eggs. Hmm. Yeah, I did. It's weird, right? I, I don't know. Is it weird? It's hot sauce, but it's also blueberry. Mm. Maybe like chicken tacos. Oh. So what kind of food are you into then? I like everything. But not spicy food. Not spicy, spicy food. Mm. I really like pasta. I love Nook mm-hmm. in Thunder Bay. Yeah. Like I could just, I should just have a table there always because it's just so delicious. Yeah. Don't they have like a wood fired? The wood fired pizza. Yeah. And um, they actually have like a chef from Italy, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, their food is just, it's always so good. But mm-hmm. it, that's like the kind of food I like. I'm like the hearty Italian food. Yum. It's good. It's delicious. Uh, red wine or white wine? Uh, both. Both is <laughs> <Both is> good. <laughs> Depends what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Let's match this to the food. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I ca- I caught myself making some sauerkraut yesterday because it's getting colder. So I find mm, I have need to eat differently, where food choices change. Do you, does this happen to you too? Yeah, like I turned the barbecue off for the season. Oh, you did? Covered it up. Mm. Said goodbye. Oh. <sighs> but yeah, I think it does change. Mm-hmm. Even like your selection of cocktails changes, right? Like you yeah. move into more of like the whiskeys and the. Mm. The, those kind of warmer cocktails and the... The Baileys and the coffee. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like a staple at camp, right? We're always doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You know, I found when this all happened with the pandemic, we there was a there was panic. I have like... Because it was a new situation. And for me, we, I have a family. You know, I want to make sure my family is good. I feel responsible. I would. It wasn't a panic, panic, but it was like priorities. Get things that need to be organized, and one thing was a bottle of Bailey's, because you know sometimes you just. It was good to have a coffee with a Bailey's in the middle of the day, <laughs> 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 just because it, it was good. Because it's just that like, you know you, it helped. Where like it was just it made the experience better in that moment. It actually helped, and me. it's just so delicious. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. So you you traveled a lot too, right? Travel? Yeah. Yeah. I I love traveling. Again, mm. about experiences and connecting with people. Um, and I got to travel right before everything happened. I actually came back like two days before we were kind of placed on lockdown. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It was did pretty you, intense. Did you like cancel your trip a little bit shorter or you just, no. you just timed it right? Well, when I left, things were kind of starting to buzz a little bit, but it wasn't mm. that concerning at that point. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of turned off my phone because when I go on holiday, I like to just disconnect mm. and like totally forget about work and just, you know, kind of reset. Yeah. But I turned my phone on midway through the trip and I was just like, "Uh oh, <laughs> because even where I was, I went to St. Lucia mm. in the Caribbean and, um, there there wasn't really much happening there yet Mm. nobody was really talking about it Um, the locals didn't seem that concerned about it yet Mm. they had started turning away cruise ships Uh, is that an island yeah yeah okay but other than that um, it was pretty quiet and everything seemed you know like 
nothing was that concerning yet. But then, yeah, the Thursday that I turned on my phone, it started to kind of stress me out. And then I really noticed when we flew back and landed in Toronto, like Pearson Airport was just like a ghost town. There was nobody in the airport. And um, yeah, when I got home, it was like just two days after that, that they kind of put the Mm. lockdown and I had to quarantine for two weeks and, and all that jazz. So but um yeah traveling is really important to me okay is it why is that i think it's just being able to to learn um new cultures and just experience different foods and you know every time i go somewhere new it's like i want to just be in their community or in their city and mm. meet the local people and i'll never forget i i recently did a trip to barbados and um I ended up meeting, you know, a, a group of friends down there who will probably become lifetime friends of mine now. Okay. You know, we still oh, all wow. stay in touch. But um, one of the the guys that I had met runs a local tourism company there. So I was like, whoa. So he got to take me and my friends on all of these amazing, you know, excursions and trips that I don't think we would have ever been able to do on our own and just really show us the ins and outs. And I ended up renting um, a house while we stayed there. And it was just being in that particular community and being a part of the city. Like they have a special, like a, a fish fry they have every Friday night where, you know, all the local fishermen bring in their, the catch of the day and they fry them up all on the barbecues mm. and there's dancing in the streets. Oh, and, man. you know, that's really special to yes. me. And uh, I'll never forget they even had this, um, when I was walk, taking a, a walk one morning, uh, there was this Christmas tree stand mm. with Christmas trees from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how did you know they were from Canada? There, it was a sign, okay. Christmas trees from Canada. <laughs> so I walked over, I'm like, where did you get your trees from? <laughs> but yeah, it's just... They were real trees or just, yeah, wow? Yeah, they had trees. It was, it was really neat to see. And, uh, That's crazy. They were from BC. Mm. But yeah, um, I just, I really enjoy, you know, kind of learning. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about the experience. And is it expanding your your horizon? Your the, what else is out there? Yeah, and it's actually like getting out of your comfort zone too. Ah, like that's, this, a, that's a thing for you still? <laughs> this last trip I went on, I had this idea. So St. Lucia is known for the Patons. Like they're these like gigantic mountains. They're like the most photographed mountains in the Caribbean. They're breathtaking, beautiful. And I was like, I'm going to go hike one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the very top. Of course. Of course I could do that. I've got <laughs> no experience hiking a mountain or anything like that. I mean, what could possibly go wrong here, right? So I remember um, the, I booked it. You have to actually book a guide to take you because you're not okay. allowed to go hiking up this this mountain by yourself because it's too dangerous. And How high is that? Oh gosh, I don't know. Okay. Just very four hours high. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know exactly what that means. <laughs> so you have to book a guide and everything. And and the day before, I went out on a catamaran, and I actually got close to these things for the first time. Like it was, I've seen them in photos. I've seen them on the show The Bachelor. And then I get up to them in person, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I. I paid to go walk up this thing. <laughs> Why? And uh, but then, yeah, the next day I got on a bus and off I went. And uh, 
Yeah, four hours later. Wow. And I was wa- walking up this thing and like it's you're basically mountain climbing, although they call it a moderate hike. I was like actually mountain climbing like, at points. Like ropes. Like and ropes. Everything? It was wow. it was intense. And then our guide, she was like this younger girl and uh, she does this hike twice a day. So I was just like, Wow, like this is impressive. But I asked her, I said, What Oops. kind of what How? kind of it takes like four hours to get it's there? four hours round trip oh, okay uh, maybe give or take okay okay but i asked her when we were going up i said to her i said how many like what kind of um animals are out here you know like what can we see any animals <laughs> and she kind of laughed at me and i was like what and she's like there's no animals out here all you're gonna find is tarantulas and the fertilance the what the fertilance what is that doesn't it sound so like... Uh, that sounds not good. D- does it sound not good to you? It's like, ooh, that's trouble. Like Fertilance. Not, that sounds not like Fertilance. Oh, that sounds pretty bad. Sounds Yeah, it is bad. It's like one of the most poisonous snakes in the world. Ooh. So you're sticking your hands like on rocks. Nice. And, you know, the snake could just be like waiting for you. Wow. Yeah, it, that, that made the hike way more enjoy- enjoyable too. When, but So how far were you into when she told you? Oh, you know, you're like already halfway up. Mm. But we lost half of our group. So there was like, and I mean, they didn't go missing. They just gave up. So okay. there was like, wow, so, so. so there's like 10 of us. And then there was like five of us. And then there was like three of us on the way back all by ourselves with wow. the guide. So it was, it was pretty amazing that I was proud of myself you that I, one that I actually did it. Yeah. But on the way down, it was like, am I going to make it? But then we got to go to this, <laughs> this beach after and, you know, really take in the view and have mm. local food and, nice. and all that sort of celebrate your success. That you did it, but yeah, that was the one thing I was really excited about that I got to do. You seem like a person that pushes through boundaries, eh? I try sometimes. Yeah, it's like this is like the second story where you elaborate a little bit where there's there's an there's something where you you use it as a motivation almost, and you get through it, and then it's like that, that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like how you grew up, or is it like is this your character? Maybe it just developed over time. Mm. Like, I guess I'm kind of a risk taker sometimes, but Mm. I just, I have these like things that I really want to do and not much could really set me back from not doing it or at least trying to do it. Yeah. So does that also mean when you set yourself, this is what I'm going to do, that's what you're going to do? Well, I hope so. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes it could take way longer than I expect or... I mean, sometimes I could only do half of it or I at least try like the whole, like I'm going to run a marathon thing, like get real. I can't do that. Mm. Maybe I can, but I don't know. You never know. But like, I don't really like running. Mm. So when I say I'm going to do that, I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah. Why don't you like running? <sighs> I get bored, yeah. I guess. Too repetitive? Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. I mean, I sh- maybe if I listen to something, maybe mm. maybe I'll start listening to your podcast while I run. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just not going to make you run. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, what kind of sport do you like then? Sport. Is it a big part of your life? Did you grow up doing lots of sport? Or I did more sports when I was younger. And then like now I kind of, I, I do a lot of fishing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, you posted something about that the other day, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't have a good fishing season this year. Mm. Like, I caught a lot of, like, smaller fish or sticks or... But I didn't get out as much. Like, I usually go fishing in Lake Superior, and I kind of stuck to the smaller lakes this year. So you're not going to get, like, the big salmon or, mm. you know... Salmon. Yeah. You smoke it? Yeah, you could smoke salmon yeah. or just, Like, cold you know, smoke? Have you ever done that? No. Like where you smoke it and it's just like it still looks like it's raw, but it's not. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's good on a sandwich. Yeah, well, salmon fishing, it's the time to go salmon fishing now. Mm. It's like when everybody's going up in the the Nipigon River in the area, right? I've caught a couple good salmon in my my day, but it takes a lot of uh, dedication. (laughs) Mm. You got them yourself then? Me? No. No, eh? No. No. I've been trying to actually learn, though. I'm just not good at it. Yes. Okay. Like, so it takes some skill. Mm-hmm. And you need, like, a super sharp knife. And then it's just all about, like, the skill behind it. Like, watching, you know, some of, like, my dad or, you know, my some of my friend's dads. Like, it's super impressive. But I'm like, you've been doing this for years. And, mm. like, I try and I, I don't think I'm that good at it. I'm much better at bringing the fish in the boat. Ah, <laughs> that's that's important too. Yeah. So this is not it's not the issue about doing it. It's just the skill. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm 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 not good at it, and like I don't want to waste anything, right? So mm-hmm. I prefer not to do it. Okay. Do you hunt at all? I've tried. Like I've done some partridge hunting in my yeah. time, but um, like with a, sh- with a shotgun. Yeah, Ooh. but like it's. Uh, I just, I don't know. I had a hard time with it. Like when I was a kid, I remember my dad tells this story all the time of when he took me partridge hunting and I really didn't understand what was going on. And then I cried, you know, when I saw what had transpired on our adventure. But Mm -hmm. I just, um, yeah, I'm not much of a, like I I like fishing over the the actual hunting, I think. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would be the same. I like being outside. Like Mm -hmm. I like going for like the, you know, the quad ride or the walk through like wherever you are in the bush that sort of thing so nature is big oh yeah that's like my being near a lake or being outside is like my my happy place what do you feel when you're in the nature a calm right that's what i tell a lot of my friends it's like i'm more at i'm never more at peace as i am when i'm like especially near water okay right is it because of the sound? Is it because of what you see? Maybe. It's just like the connection. Like I just feel at home. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. That's why I spend so much time outdoors, I think. It's just mm. a special connection. I get that. When I heard the story once when there, there has to be a big decision for some kind of tribe, for example. And they were, let's say they were like in Mexico somewhere and there's the sea, right? The ocean. And then they say, okay, go to the beach. You you be there for two weeks and then think about it and then come back. And then when you are at the beach all day long and you see those waves come in and the sound, it's, it does something to your mind where it's, it's not like trance, but it's maybe it's more like meditation, but it's like you can reflect really, really good on ideas or something comes yeah. to you. Is that Deeper what, in your thoughts. Is that what happens with you? Yeah, I would say so. And it's more just like a time where I'm just able to like reset and just like reconnect with mm. myself, I guess. Because there's not like the noise that's surrounding you and yes. the the busy city life and mm. even like work-related things or being online all the time. It's Yeah. 
good to disconnect. Do you disconnect over the weekends? Do you have a like, oh no, now I need to disconnect? Do you shut your phone off overnight? No. What do you do? I mean, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, right? I've tried. I've yeah. tried. Um, but when I'm when I'm like out, you know, at the lake, it's kind of I'm so busy like not busy but i'm so um happy doing you know whether mm. it's out in the boat fishing or going kayaking or having a sauna or you know just yes going on a hike that you kind of forget about your phone for a little while until mm. you're like "Ooh, that's cool i'm gonna take a photo of that ah, or, okay. you know that sort of thing yeah i do yeah. so like you kind of um reduce the amount that you are online but mm. you're still kind of connected Yeah. Do you ever do just like a whole weekend I'm off? I'm gone? I have when I know like I've hit that point. Mm. Like, you know, when things just get pretty overwhelming on social media and things like that. And you're just like, eh, I think I need a reset. How do you realize that? Because things start really like affecting me, you okay. know. And I know like we have the abilities to unfollow certain things or, you know, um, control what we see. But there's just you you start hitting a point where it's just getting like really overwhelming or you're just on your phone like a lot and you're just going through like all of your social accounts and yeah. seeing what everybody's doing and posting and, you know, thinking like, am I posting enough? Am I engaging enough with my audience and that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Like I know even like back in March, that was like a time where I was like, I need a time out from this for sure. Yeah. But it was also like all of like the news that you were seeing constantly. It's like you kind of had to limit your intake on that for a little while. Yeah. We did once a day. We checked the numbers and that's it. It's like when like after the initial setup and mm -hmm. then eventually I tried to let that go too, where you just like you try to do and then maybe you just check maybe the next day if you can. Well, even for me, it was like when I was watching everybody else on, on Instagram and like Facebook, I was like thinking, am I doing enough right now? Because I found like a lot of people used it as an opportunity to really like build their following and like mm. post a lot of things that they were doing. And like, you know, you saw people like renovating their houses and baking banana bread and like all that stuff. Yeah. And I was starting like, a podcast, <laughs> starting a podcast, <laughs> the nerve, <laughs> how dare you? No, but it was like, like you saw, you almost felt like this guilt, like, Oh gosh, am uh, I doing the enough? Pressure. Yeah. Yes. I get that. Mm -hmm. So when I started feeling like that, it was like, okay, I think I just need to, to take a, a breather. Mm. Do people reach out to you for like, Hey, because you you create positive things and you display life and you are helpful, right? For a lot of people. Did people reach out to you and say, hey, how are you doing? In a way where you felt like there's a connection, that they try to connect with you to to take care of their mental mind? Yeah, yeah. I There was actually um, one thing that really stood out to me is there's a local business owner who uh, is used to seeing me um, quite regularly. And she noticed that I was kind of not doing anything. Like I wasn't posting as much and she obviously wasn't seeing me as much. So she did check in just mm. to see like... That's nice. It it was really nice. And it, it actually like, I was like, wow, it's like it's nice to be noticed, you know? Mm -hmm. And just to, to know that someone's actually like thinking about you during, during all of the chaos that was kind of going on and that 
like yeah and like you like it's something that you you don't like realize day to day but then now that relationship that I have with this particular person it's like wow I'll, I'll like I know that she's like my friend too mm-hmm. right yeah I like that mm-hmm. yeah we I did I I spoke with people in Germany that I haven't spoken for a time because they were like they were like a month ahead of the the curve mm-hmm. we were like chatting what's going on there and the the, the flower was sold out all the time just like things you didn't like you didn't anticipate mm-hmm. so that was interesting but the point i wanted to make is that it, i think it brought people together too oh of course yeah uh, where people connected where previously maybe they were too busy busy mm. that's like when i that word you don't like it Ugh. oh you don't like to be busy I I don't like to be busy, no. Yeah. It's just like one of those words that I'm like, you know, people are always like, I'm busy, we're busy. It's like, it's just, it's one of those words that just irks me. And I know, like, I've tried mm-hmm. to actually step back from even saying it yeah. instead and like building like a conversation instead of just like uh, labeling it that is way. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like the openness of a discussion? Yeah. Yes. Not keeping it so short, mm. uh-huh. because then you have to say, "Why? Why? What are you? What are you doing? Are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> why are you busy?" <laughs> okay, so how would you classify yourself then? Are you? Wh- what proper term would you use when you do a lot of things? Being productive. Ah, <laughs> wow, that's good. I love it. Yeah, having a lot on the go or being productive or, you know, it's like I, I'm always juggling a couple projects. Are those marketing terms? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But no, it's like I'm always juggling a couple projects here and there. But like you said, it was like over the last couple of months, you've kind of realized like what's important and what's not. Mm. And so is there really a need to be overwhelmed with all of this stuff anymore? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Being productive. I like that. You put a positive twist on everything. The Bay Awesome effect. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. real. We're trying. You say we are trying. So is it a team? Behind Bay Awesome? Mm-hmm. No, it's just me. Okay. But I mean, I start trying to talk to people and, you know, it's it's about um, building a community together. So even a lot of the, the people that I've been working with over the years, people that I've met through um, my Christmas lists or even on my summer bucket lists, Christmas list specifically, it's like, what can we do next year to create even more of a positive reaction in our community? So coming up this year, I'm really excited because I'm collaborating um, with a local um, business okay. with for a very special project. Ooh. So the list is going to be different this year. You're going to have um, kind of your top 20 list, but there's going to be something that's really going to stand out on the list that I'm being a part of. And I'm really excited. But it's about, you know, working with people to create that community of, you know, Bay Awesome. Yes. Ooh, you're just <laughs> throwing the secrets around today. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's like teaser after teaser after teaser. Okay. So now... 
what do you think is going to happen next for you? Do <laughs> you do you? You know, you, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> do you set yourself goals? Do you like? I just picked up this book. It's like a blank book, and I've this is like the first time I've ever done this where. I know I I meditate and I I like I do think about things and like I put thought into it, but now I bought this book and I write things down. Where like I had a hard time. I today I did started this like I bought it three days ago, and today after the sauna and like I I set my mind and I was like, kid was asleep for like a little bit and then I was like, okay, but I had a hard time writing down my goals because it felt like I made myself vulnerable. In a way where I put myself out there, but what if I can't achieve that? So, and I, you probably wouldn't even think that way, but like for me, that was very, like very. I didn't even know that I would have a problem with this <laughs> until I started writing down goals. Do you, how is that for you? Do you write things down beside of that notebook of yours? Goals, like personal goals, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, actually, because it's. It's maybe it's the age or, you know, maybe it's the point I'm, I'm at in my career. Um, cause it's like, what, what is next for me? I mean, I've been doing, um, my, the job I'm in, the role I'm in, I've been doing it for 11 years. Mm. Um, I've built this blog to a point where I'm like, okay, it needs something more. Like, what do we do next with it? Like, do I add in video? Mm. Do I add in um you know some sort of maybe i i i do a podcast yeah. too I, I don't know do it i don't know do so, it what would you call it bay awesome i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so please do a podcast uh, so i don't i don't know what's what's next but it is something i've definitely been thinking about but mm. i haven't you're you i haven't been writing goals at all lately okay and I don't even remember the last time I actually did it because I feel like things just happen so organically for me yes. that I just started, you know, chasing that momentum and building on that momentum of what I was working on. Mm. I found a passion. I found something that I was super um, into and that I was excited about being, you know, sharing my my love for Thunder Bay and things that I appreciated about our city and I loved about our city. And I noticed that people were really, you know, grabbing onto that. So that just kind of took off for me and, and I went with it. Yeah. What, what do I do now? I'm not quite sure because I've noticed too, that so many people are doing that kind of thing now as well. So it's, Mm. how do I take what I'm doing to the next level or, you know, so I don't actually really know what's next for me. Yeah. It's something to think about for sure, but I'm, I'm quite content doing what I'm doing right now, but I know that there's going to come a point because I'm always, I've always been someone that's, you know, always looking for that next step on the ladder. Yeah. You know, what do I do next? You have a plan. Yeah. And I, I don't right now, but it actually feels kind of nice. Mm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why does it feel good? Just because it's the nature of the flow? Yeah. And I don't feel as stressed, you know, I just feel kind of relaxed and, and I'm really happy in doing mm. what I'm doing right now. That's beautiful. So it's, it's, it's um, fulfillment. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the people in my life too, in the community right now that I've connected with, it's like, I've just built such a, a nice collaborative relationship with them that, um, yeah, it's like, I don't really need too much more right now, but mm. We'll see what happens. Do people recognize you when you go out somewhere and they like, ah, oh, 
It's very awesome. You know what's funny? It's like people still, they give me that look of, oh, you know when you think you know someone, like mm. you see someone out and you're like, hey, you do like the half wave and then you like pull your arm away like, oh no, oh, I don't, no, 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 no never not. mind. <laughs> I get like the, the people looking at me because I think they recognize me from my time on TV, but they don't know where I'm from. Uh, and I always find that kind ooh. of funny because <laughs> they're like, oh, how do I know you? And I'm like, well... I used to invade your living room every night. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I get the odd person kind of coming up to me and talking to me about my blog, and mm. I always enjoy the people that you'd least expect to be like your audience. Those are the ones that I just enjoy so much, and it just you know it'll really make my day when I meet someone that um, I wouldn't expect to be reading my blog to be like actually engaged in it and mm. and feeling you know empowered to to do things in the community because of it yeah so you would encourage feedback then oh always always oh yeah yeah go for it mm. do you find that when you get feedback you switch it up or you do still do your things i have to really believe in it okay right like you know um i've people reach out oh promote this do this uh And now I have to really actually believe in what I'm talking about and I have to really love it. So everything you ever see on any of my lists generally isn't pitched to me. Mm. It's something that I've done. It's okay. something that I've found myself. It's something that I've purchased. It's, you know, it's, it's happened organically. That's it's, what I just wanted to say. Yeah. yeah I, people don't, you know give me things to promote. I, I find them myself and it's mm -hmm. something that I have to really like appreciate and love. Yes. I like that. That's a big part. That's, that's, that's really where the value is because in a way people could take advantage of that, right? Differently. And you, you, it's for you, it's organic and it comes together and you, you like, you have it in your hands, but you, you bought it. Yeah, and it's like my passion project, like I said. It's it's my baby. So it's something that I'm like very, it's very special and important to me. And I'm not going to like, you know, be like, I wouldn't say a sellout, but I'm not going to, I won't be, um, my opinions can't be like purchased per se, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I believe that. How do you pick then? How do you make it? How do you make that cut? How, that must be so hard. It, you, well, for my Christmas list alone, like what I used to do is I used to go to all of the craft shows and all of the markets. So like last December, I was out looking for this year's sort of things. Ah, okay. And then it's it's really making those connections with certain people that I know bring really creative ideas to the table mm. and, and, and many different, you know, unique things. So um, even this year, I'm going to go to, there's a ton of... Um, The, the one thing I've actually really enjoyed lately is there's been all of these little markets. I know, right? Neighborhood markets, though. How do you get in there? So, like, even um, in my neighborhood the other night, there was um, a market on one street and a market on the corner of another street, and it was all of our neighbors putting on these little markets. And it was so cool because, first of all, the, the community is just, like, alive and buzzing with, mm. you know, people walking down the streets, but... 
It was neat to see that my neighbors were the ones that were actually selling certain products that I had no idea. Like, I was like, I didn't know you were, you lived a block away from me. And I was Mm. like, oh, now we could have like a wine night, you know? And (laughs) it's just, it was really neat to see, you know, so many talented people that just like surround my house. And um, even bringing in certain community organizations like Roots to Harvest was there. It's a big one. Oh gosh, yeah. I they they have so much, so many goodies, and like their their mission too is just so powerful. Um, yeah, he has all his bees too, eh? Did you check out their sunflower garden? No, but I've seen you there. Oh, you're missing out! Like yeah. everybody's posting photos of them with the. I know. I've seen a couple of people being there, but. Yeah, they have like these two spectacular community gardens this year and they've invited the community like come check out our sunflowers. And what a great way, again, good content. What a great way to get the community engaged in your organization is to create this really cool place for people to come experience like happiness. Mm -hmm. Like what it just makes you so happy to see these bright yellow like sunflowers that are standing as tall as well me maybe not you but as tall they can get to really tall <laughs> yeah. yeah they can like the whole field's full of um of sunflowers so yeah i really loved that so mm. again going back to what were we talking about here is how i f- i find things for my lists is like i go to all of these little now it's little community markets before it was like the bigger ones like craft revival and yeah that was last year yeah yeah it's, it's, that's amazing in itself. Um, but like going to like the, the bigger markets I would go to and, and talk with certain people and uh, look for products that I thought were different or neat or, you know, very um, in touch with Thunder uh, Bay. Like I remember this one year, um, Thread and Wood, they made this wine caddy that was like just for my list. And it was like just wow. this, you know, it was like a... Like it's shaped like a tea, but it had like a wine, like a rack for your glasses and then like a little box for your, your bottle of wine and you would stick it in the ground, you know, beside your chair when you're out <laughs> camping or, Why not? hey, the kids aren't going to knock over your wine that way. It's very portable, but it sold out on my list in one day. Wow. But it's like little things like that, that, mm. you know, really connect to where we're from and yes. that are different. And yeah, I was just mind blown when I saw that. I was like, whoa. I can see. But that's what you have to do. You have to go out and talk to people and and check out their products and see what you like. But it's fun. Yes. Were you always like vendors? I have two questions. Vendors, do they recognize you now? I was like, oh. And then second one was, were you always a person that was so engaging? Like now anybody who couldn't see you right now when you were talking about this, you were just like, you were in your element. You were like glowing. It's just like. You were like, this was the moment you live for. So as I always, hmm, I think for me, like the whole, like the products of Thunder Bay, I was never like, I mean, I noticed them, but I wasn't all about it until a couple of years ago, like the whole dining room table with all the products list, Mm. like, like thrown out, like on my table when I was able to see how much local stuff there actually was. Yes, I agree. Right. That was my like aha moment. That was like the tipping point for me. Right. Mm -hmm. When I saw how much stuff you could get in Thunder Bay locally to support local people. So to keep the money in the community and to keep supporting Mm -hmm. local people that are doing what they love. Right. Better product too. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. And it's, it's just, I mean, it's a win-win situation all around. Um, so I think that's when I really started to 
to get that passion for local products and to start really searching for them. Um, but I don't think, I mean, my love for Thunder Bay has always been there because I just even remember, like, I think it's ingrained in my last name. Like I've always felt like I had to be an ambassador for Thunder Bay. There you go. With the last name of Bay. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, when you think about it, you can't make that up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my, my great grandfather could have possibly, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, (laughs) going to miss out on that start tonight. Um, Oh gosh, I totally lost my train of thought mm. there. Do vendors recognize you? Um, well, yeah. I've become friends with a lot of them. Yeah, but like if you go around, people are like, oh. Oh, look at this. Like they come all Vanna White. Hey, look at this product I have. Maybe but to um, that extent, but more like they know you do this amazing thing and aha. Yeah, they, they'll thank me. They'll mm-hmm. say thank you. And um, I mean... I'm not looking for that recognition, though. I'm more or less looking to build relationships with people and and find cool stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I like it. So you're not going to tell that story. What story? The uh, you said about the name and the grandfather. Oh. Yeah. You can't just throw all those secrets around. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something that I've been uh, researching for quite a few years, but there's there's a history to it, as is everybody's last name. But my mm. last name seems like, you know, it was one of those things when I did enter the news industry, people would ask me more and more like, oh, is your last name fake? Like, Ooh. you know, like wow. Amanda Bay. Thunder On your Bay. first day. Amanda Bay, Thunder Bay. Yeah, it was just like really... Uh, people started asking me that and then I started to kind of question it myself and um even like when I was in uh high school you had to do the whole family tree thing and that mm. sort of stuff and there was never really a lot divulged when it came to the bay side of my family so I did do a lot of asking um with my grandfather and uh I didn't get much out of it okay so I think that there's there's definitely a story to be told. I just need to find the proper tools to kind of um, mm. dig it up. It's interesting where names come from. Yeah, I agree. But I think I yeah I feel like it might have been altered a little bit. But mm. yeah, I've really made it my own. So I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I like that. I've when I did try to, you know, my parents are getting older but they're not old but i mean like me when i became more aware of what was there before i tried to like hey what's the last name of my grandparents and like who was there before did they have brothers or sisters it's interesting to know that stuff and what i figured out was like it's so hard to actually find it too Mm -hmm. because it's almost like i can go back three four generations maybe and that's it and then who was there? There was somebody there. Like we <laughs> came from somewhere. Like, but it's gone. It's almost like it. Like it's gone. Yeah, I've hit a lot of roadblocks, but I found a lot of interesting things too. I have all these like letters that are in different languages that I've. I want to get translated one day. So mm. that'll be a whole other story. Yeah, I've got to you know find some time to really sit down with that and kind of uh, yeah. go through everything but very yeah. interesting <laughs> if you need some german let me know i can translate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you ever been to germany 
I have actually, yeah, but very short. I was in uh, Heidelberg. Ah. And I went through the Black Forest. Mm, did you have some Black Forest cake? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did, but I kind of felt like, hmm, is this like a tourist trap that I'm eating black forest cake in the black forest with these gigantic cuckoo clocks? (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's it's good. Did you buy buy one of those? A cuckoo clock? Yeah. No. I did get one of those steins, though, right? Mm -hmm. But wow, yeah, it was pretty. I, I would like to spend more time there. I was on this crazy European tour, though, so it was like you were there for two days, and then they brought you to a whole other country. Ah. Yeah, so I didn't get to spend as much time as I would have liked to. But you did have the cake? I did have the cake, yeah. yeah. Was it good? It was amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, did you have the cake? Coffee? <laughs> Wash it down with a side of beer? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you a coffee drinker? Are you more a tea person? Um, I drink coffee in the morning, but that's it. Because if I drink coffee like at noon, I won't go to sleep. Ooh. And then nobody wins in situations like that. <laughs> mm. Do you find you you need your sleep? Is that like uh I'm used to operating on very little sleep, I would say. Mm. But um I I do need sleep. I think everybody needs sleep. Yeah. Like how many hours do you need sleep? Uh, six good, seven is good. Six. Six is good. Yeah. Six yeah. does it for me. Six is pushing it or six is good? No, six is good. Seven would be lovely. Mm. But yeah yeah okay yeah like i find anything under six is hard i know i cut it short then well and you have kids so mm. that that's a struggle in its own when it comes to sleeping right especially for the little ones yeah with newer, yeah. newer babies yeah it's mm-hmm. it's you know when i hold him at night and he's up and i have my moments where i'm like oh He's up again and like I feel it. But then there's also those moments where more and more now where I realize I look at him and he's like he's half in, half out, and he's just like suddenly he smiles. It's like this little baby face that just smiles out of nowhere in the middle of the night. Oh. <laughs> it's like a memory. Oh my gosh, there's two. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like the biggest cheeks you can ever imagine. But I mean like he is you will always I will always remember this moment. You know, and I think that's that's okay. If I just sleep four hours, five hours, oh man, so be it. Yeah, I, and you got to think too. Like eventually, they're going to be four, mm. and it's not going to be the same. No, it's not. <laughs> you won't get that cuddle time anymore. Yeah, it's changes quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the other one. He's six now. He's now grade one. Oh, wow. Mm, Moving a, up. He's a big boy. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. So, you had this one story we talked about before we we went live. Uh-huh. You remember? Which one? You said something. I think it was some... About s- being in an interview chair? Yeah. That story? Yeah. Because I'm not used to actually being the one... You know, being the interviewee. Mm-hmm. And um, it really reminded me of uh, a time when I was in college. And it was, you know, the first time I ever got to interview someone that would be like relatively important. 
Yes. You know, a, a celebrity per se, but um, it was when George Strombolopoulos uh, just started the hour, mm-hmm. right? So he was kind of doing his cross Canada tour to promote the new show. And so he was coming to the college and I got to interview him on camera. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So it's like one of those things that you would prep for. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, just in college, so totally fresh. Um, my first time kind of sitting down with someone like this. So I was pretty nervous. And uh, so we sit down together across from each other, like on these stools and I'm just like shaking and and start, you know, I've got my question line in front of me and you start asking the questions, but it was funny at the time because he totally um, hijacked my interview. Yes. So that's what a really good broadcaster can do, right? He hijacked my interview and near the end of the interview, he was, well, midway through the interview, he started asking me the questions of, of you know, he was finding out all about me and my life. And uh. and uh, I ended up, you know, everything kind of wrapped up and my, my prof said to me, she said, yeah, look what just happened to you. You know, he totally switched the interview on you. So like, what did you learn from that experience? And it's all like, you know, being in control of the interview, but mm. I'll never forget that. Cause it was like, you know, humble beginnings and, and one of the first times that I ever interviewed someone that was, you know, pretty exciting and, yes. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Did that change over time where you like, if you, do you have anybody you inspire to nowadays? And if you would meet them, would you be, would you still react the same way or now you see things differently? Oh no, I still like, <laughs> I'm funny with celebrities. Like I still get a kick out of them. You do? Okay. Yeah. It's like even in, in PR, like I'm not supposed to like, you're not supposed to get your photos with the certain people that you bring to your events or like that sort of thing. It's kind of like a faux pas, mm. but uh, I still get, you know, excited to see certain people or to be able to talk to certain people. But it's more like excitement. It's not like you don't get nervous around people like that anymore. You're just Mm. like, yeah. They're still human too, right? Yeah, exactly. I met Barbara Walters in an elevator once and Mm. uh, I always found that to be, she she actually was kind of one of the people that inspired me to become a, a journalist too. Oh, wow. Yeah. In an elevator. In an elevator. How did that happen? I was um, on a trip to Florida with my family Mm -hmm. and we got into the elevator and there was some sort of like ABC convention or something happening. And I remember we got into the elevator with her and uh, we were sitting there and and my dad had asked her like, are you the, and she's like, yes. And her Barbara Walters news voice, I'm the Barbara Walters. And then- um, Can you do an impression? No. Okay. I'm terrible at it. And then my mom ended up going um, up up the elevator with her and had tea with her and my mom at the time smoked and got Barbara Walters to sign her cigarette package as <laughs> an autograph oh my gosh like so embarrassing but it said it said like it said like Diane quit smoking basically yes <laughs> love Barbara Walters that's awesome and I was like yeah see that's good advice yeah it is um but no I like there's lots of people that still inspire me uh, but not necessarily, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that's, you know, on the, the mainstream media either. Mm. Local people kind of inspire me all the time, too. I like that. To do better, to do new things. There's there's a handful of people I could think of, you know, in Thunder Bay that are just so, um, you know, amazing at what they do. 
mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, make me want to do better or do more or oh. try, you know, that yes. sort of stuff. Okay, so they motivate you. Yeah, mm. yeah. How do you feel that you do that too to other people? How does that make you feel? Well, it's... Is that happiness? It's happiness, but it's also a little, like, intimidating too, you know? Like, it's... Uh, to be, like, on, on that kind of... um like platform it's like it's because you don't want to let people down to at the same time so mm. it's like how do I maintain that and how do I but I found over the years it's just sticking to who you are and sticking to what you believe in and mm. and going from there yeah do you feel like it's changed a little bit the way you um post and you present yourself in a way you feel like when you look back at stuff there's some things you wouldn't do anymore or is it always just like yeah this looks good i think i wouldn't say it looked good <laughs> i could see things hey, I improving to be, things have definitely improved in how like i present certain things and i've kind of found like my my niche for how i present things or how i show things but i mean I could say that I've always been been pretty true to who I am and what I believe in, and I haven't really gone in any direction that I'm not happy with. Um, that's beautiful. But, uh, yeah, that's the one thing that I think, you know, keeps me going is just, you know, you you just have to keep thinking about, like, your, your main goals and, like, why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be fun too, right? If it's not fun, then why are you doing it? It's very true. It's very true. So this seems like you're very down to earth then. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Now, when you... I forgot the question. I had it. <laughs> <laughs> hate when that happens. But I mean, where was I? You. You have... Followers, uh, I lost it. It's gone. That's okay. It's it happens. Gone in the Netherlands. We've been talking for like a mm. couple of hours now. I think I'm actually impressed because mm. I saw your other guests talking for that long, and I was like, "What could they possibly talk about <laughs> for two hours?" <laughs> yeah, so boring. Not boring. Damn. But like, what could you? That's a long time. That's a lot of air to fill. Mm. Look at this. Yeah. Here we are. Well, you know. It's really good that you're here today, and I appreciate this. My pleasure. It's like I ah, I got the question. It oh, came back. Good. Do yeah. you want me to ask you the question? Sure, yes, okay. yes. So do you feel that you are a social influencer then? Do you I, like that word, or is this like a busy word? I don't, I don't know. It kind of like... Mm. Yeah, it's like a big... Uh, it's a big word like to be an influencer like mm. i don't know if i want to be an influencer i want to be someone that celebrates the community and helps share things that we love about the city like i want to be t-bay loving i want people to use like bay awesome as a verb mm. i want um that's like what I want to be known for. It's not, yeah, not so much like an influencer, but uh, someone that I just want to share things that I love about the city. I like that. Right? Yes. That's why it's so good. 
when people say sometimes like oh like they'll say they'll refer to me as an influencer I kind of like it's almost like makes me kind of shrink into a shell it's like really (laughs) it's kind of funny Mm. so you don't like that I don't I don't know if I like it or I don't like it it just seems like it's a it's a it's a title that I don't necessarily like think of myself as I guess so what does it stand for then for you Like social influencer, why would you say uh, no? It's not necessarily me saying no. It's just like maybe me almost thinking like, oh, I can't believe that people actually think of me that way. Uh, you know? Really? Yeah. Like wow. it's That's what I would say. Okay. Because when I look at certain influencers online, it's like they have... You know, you have a, a big voice and you ha- you're you're actually influencing people to do certain things. So I guess in a sense, I do share things that I love for Thunder Bay and people maybe do end up buying them or they do end up uh, taking on certain adventures. Yes. But for me to actually put myself in that category, I guess I kind of, maybe it's, I'm just, yeah, it's like I shrink into a shell and I like don't want that title necessarily. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, I think I think it's good. I think I'll be good. You're good. I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> Bay awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I, Amanda, I really want to thank you for the opportunity to have the eye and the voice to hear the words you choose in your language, meaning productive. Like this, that's, that's, I want to highlight that. And everything else you said is amazing too, but like this really stood out to me where you drew that line to, hey, I'm not busy, I'm being productive. And then as well as all the spin you do on the community with the positive. I'm finding the solutions. Right. Finding solutions, yes. Yeah, that was the other one. But it didn't stick out to me personally as much. I liked the like where I felt really close to and connected was when you said mm-hmm. the uh what's solutions, right? Solutions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh boy. I appreciate you being here, Amanda. And um, I appreciate you being here too in Thunder Bay. Hey, thanks. It's wonderful. And it's really nice to actually see you taking the time to connect with so many people in the city and like share their stories mm. and and meet with them too. It's it's awesome to give them the platform to kind of speak to a different audience. And um, it's a nice way for you to learn about the city too, I think, wouldn't it be? It is. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I find it's very similar to you where I think about life, life is, I'm here now, but life is not, for me, life is about connecting with other people to see what their life is, what they do, and to have friendship, exchange of information, energy, whatever. But I think that's really where where I see this podcast is, like, this is it. People get, get to know you a little bit better. Because, yes, you are on social media like this, but you share the things you want to share here. And that's where I see the value. And that's where I like it, where I see I want to connect with people. So it's very similar to you, maybe, where you feel that way, too. 
And so what's your favorite thing about Thunder Bay then, if you had to pick like one thing mm. as a, a newcomer to the city, you mm. know? Well, that would change. But right now it would be the people. People. The people. Nice. It is. It's like I can go down this, I can go outside this house right now, walk down the, walk always to the school in the morning. And I know, I know the neighbors or if there's another person that walks a dog, that person says hi to me. Good morning. And I say, hi, good morning. How are you? This is like, you don't get that anywhere so much. I find that a lot of people um, have been a lot more friendlier lately too. Like mm. people that wouldn't typically say hi or saying hi. Okay. You know, yeah. I find that like over the last couple of months, everybody is just way nicer to each other. Mm. But that's lovely. It is. Kind. Yeah, you it helps a lot. Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it does help a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we talked... We always had a good connection with the neighbors because I believe in that. And, like, I put effort into this. Like, if I see the neighbor, I say hi because that's just the way I am. But now it's everybody came closer together, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I say it's all about the people. Yeah, and the one thing I would say, too, if I don't, would leave your audience with anything, it's, like, the one thing is to be proud of kind of where you're from because at the end of the day, like, when you leave Thunder Bay... When you go on a trip, when you go, you know, you're traveling for work or anything like that, like what's, what's the first thing anyone ever asks you? They ask you your name and they ask you where you're from. Mm. So I think, um, I like really would like to encourage and empower and just, you know, engage people in, in trying to do better or trying to like find things that they love about the city and share mm. with others the things that they do love about Thunder Bay. Things that make you say, T-Bay loving. Okay. Right. I like it. Because no matter what, the city is a part of who we are. Yes. And you just closed up this episode. <laughs> It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Okay. Cheers. <laughs>